Hey friends, you are listening to Worst Show Ever. I'm your host, CJ Boyd. I'm here with Stephen Lyons, the band uh, Fond of Tigers and Stars of Limbs. Um, limbs, of limbs of Stars, excuse me. Speaking of getting names wrong, which uh, is what we were talking about. Worst um, interview ever. Damn it, I ruined it in the first two minutes. Uh, we are at The Merge here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, I played a show here a few days ago and I I'd have Steven on to talk about his worst show ever. Yeah. So when you asked me that, I mean, I called up a lot of shows because, you know, it's been 23 years of playing shows. Yeah. And so there's. And almost all of them were perfect. Almost all of them. But there have been more than one. Yeah, there's just the two that weren't 100% perfect. So there was one that was like 99.8, and one that was 99.9% perfect. And. That ninety nine point nine percent perfect hurts a bit more because it was right. so closer, close. To so close. Yeah, even though it was technically better than the other one. Right. Was, yeah. No, but it called up a bunch of, you know, questions, and I wonder this about your your podcast and how much of the people that you've been talking to, like how many of their situations are. I mean, I look forward to hearing your podcast, but some of my worst shows called up a lot of like personal conflicts like that people were having maybe with you know addiction or weird okay. problems like that I don't yeah. know, has that been a thing that you've been finding I don't think addiction has really come up it's been all over the place as far as um, some people have had terrible shows that are in a way very universal like everyone's had a shitty show like that mm-hmm. and it's not like very specific and then others are very very specific where a, a really wacky thing happens um, I do notice that a lot more people I don't know that this is their worst show but I think a lot of people try to think of a good story to tell and then it ends up being like a funny worst show yeah, as opposed to like a traumatic terrible worst show <laughs> right. but I've had a few of those too I'm sort of like hoping to get more of those in a way more of the well, I mean, just that there's no reason that the worst show needs to be funny, yeah. you know. But I feel like maybe in time it becomes funnier. Maybe, yeah. But, but I just mean I. I think a lot of times, maybe it's also I'm asking performers, and they're thinking like this interview is also a, a performance, a certain kind of performance. Yeah. Even if they're being very honest, it's still they want to be entertaining. They would like to leave you with something that you're glad you listened to. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they think in terms of like what's a story I'd want to tell and to be honest there's there's been a couple of instances of people I ask them about their first show it's very clear they have a show in mind and they're not sure they really want to talk about it yeah. which is completely understandable and I've I've had one situation where we really tried to do an interview and we never got around to the hmm. like we recorded for over an hour never got to the show hmm. And the person kept sort of pausing and and mm. thinking about how to present this, and was clearly had some very like emotional uh, responses still going on. Which again, like I don't want to ruin anybody's day by asking them to tell a story, so I I just <laughs> let it sort of go the way it yeah. went. And in the end, was like, okay, that was a swing and a miss. We did not do it, but I'm not gonna push my friend into some really uncomfortable territory yeah. if they don't want to go into that. So yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah, so it's, I would say a little more on the side of funny, but um, I mean, when you say addiction, I assume you don't just mean 
there was a wild show and people were drunk, but like no, no, right? like I mean, a consistent sort of yeah. Well, okay, so one I could go from like a performance uh, based thing, as a show that I was playing as a bass player. Okay, this is actually a quicker one. I can tell that one and then maybe tell another. Sure, one. Sure, yeah, definitely. Um, so years ago there was this band I used to go see and I really really liked them. They were like a local band. Sometimes we'd play on the same bills. Um, but their bass player left, actually, because he was um, had <laughs> some problems that he ended up dealing with, thankfully, I think, in the end. Anyway, but he was out of the band and away, and so they asked me if I could play bass, and I didn't really play bass. Okay. I had a bass that I recently bought, and it was a ridiculous kind of like Steinberger, Steinberger knockoff, like no headstock. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Sweet. It was pretty silly. The, the The body of it had little little wings on the side a little bit, so it kind of looked like the X Men Blackbird kind of plane. Oh, okay. With yeah. A, with a headstockless neck. That's yeah. a perfect bass for someone who doesn't play bass. Yeah, that <laughs> gets thrown into a band of like really good players when you're not. <laughs> you don't really know what you're doing. Just like be as ridiculous as possible. Right. Anyway, so we, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm up for the challenge. I, you know, I love these songs, and the, the guy, the songwriter, guitarist was like, no, we're not going to play any of those songs. I'm like, oh, really? All those songs that you've been working on for like the last two years? They're great. Like the band was sounding great. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And he's like, no. That was with the other bass player, and I don't want to play any of those songs. I'm like, okay. okay. So there was a few back catalog songs that I thought were not great, but kind of played through those, and then some improv stuff. So he was starting to think a lot more about improv and ways okay. of improvising. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. This is like 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Okay. Anyway, so I joined, and we're... We're rehearsing, and we're rehearsing these kind of improv techniques that he's got in his mind. And one of them is that out of the three piece, it's guitar, bass, drums. We do improvising, but there would be a different leader for sections of it, and there would be a cue to pass along your leadership of the the improv. Okay. Yeah. And so that was fine. We did that a bunch, and then we were playing this pretty weird show at a at a small restaurant. And right before we went on, it was like, okay, so we'll start, you start, and then I'll do a thing, and then, and then, then Scott, it will be the, the drummer would be, the, I was like, okay, fair enough, you know. So I start playing this ridiculous little bass. Yeah. A bass solo, and I'm going and I'm going, and the guitarist, Chad, is just sitting there with his guitar, and then he starts looking down at the ground. And he's kind of like sighing, and I'm, it's just solo bass. And then, like, minutes pass, and I'm, I'm like waiting for him to join like, in. Right. Now, did you expect to be playing solo at the very beginning? Well, I thought, you know, I'd do something, and then he would come in, and then the drummer would but come in. But the idea was that it was you leading improv, not you improvising by yourself. Right. Right, okay. That was, that was, because we had been doing this for a while, where different people would start it, and they would be the, the leader, and then the leadership would pass. Right. But, you know, people would ease in, but then and then and then you'd be in a longer thing. Maybe one person would begin, but then you right. Ease in. So anyway, I'm playing, and it's like I don't know. Like I wasn't a bass player, much less like a solo improvising bass player. Right. But anyway, he's, he just looks like he's getting more and more like grouchy, and, stuff. and then he gets up and leaves, 
leaves the venue. And, and I, I kind of, I wrap up this <laughs> really lengthy... <laughs> like, this for, is the very beginning of the show. This is the beginning of the show. Okay, Nothing else has happened. Not the drummer is sitting there. Because the drummer's been told to wait till he does comes in and then... Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So the guy, yeah, the Chad, the guitarist... Yeah, he leaves. I see. And the front of the venue is windows, and you see him like storm out, and and leave. Like, did he get his stuff? Did he? No. Okay, he left, but he left like his amp and stuff on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then I, I'm looking at the drummer, and then and he's like. And then eventually I just sort of wrap up this, like, like, lengthy (laughs) (laughs) solo, electric bass solo. Right. That, and then people are like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. We didn't come here for that, but all right. Yeah. And then there's there's a pause, and finally, like, he he comes back in, and he starts, like, playing, like, super aggressively, and then doesn't look at the rest of us. So he came... He did come back. You saw him leave but, the venue. And I guess he walked around the block. Okay. And, he didn't uh, like get in his car and drive away. No. The, okay. Possibly because the drummer was the ride, so he <laughs> had to come back. He left and realized, like, ah, shit, that guy's yeah, my I, ride. <laughs> okay. And then, so it turned out afterwards what he said was that he wanted me to play a very short thing and stop, and then he would play a very short thing and stop, and then the drummer would play a very short thing and stop, and then we would all play it together. But we had been working on the other way for weeks before right. getting comfortable Where with Where somebody the, would start and then the other person would join. And then the third person would join and then we'd all be in together. And then the leadership of that improv would, would right. shift right. person to person. But he just changed it in his head, like leading like moments before the gig, but didn't communicate that right. with us. And then was angry with you yeah. for not reading his mind. Yeah. Right. Now but, you... you yeah. You started this whole thing off with folks with addiction issues. Mm. Am I to understand that that one he that was one wasn't high or like no. was he? Well, it's funny when I started playing with those two guys. Um, they were major stoners, but played incredibly aggressive music that involved a lot of shouting, and, which okay. you wouldn't usually right equate those things. But yeah, they would. Yeah, so I was kind of on a different um, wavelength from them. Um, actually, the first time I went to see that band, the drummer was my, my roommate. Um, the first time I went to see the band, um, it was me and another roommate. We were at home. We were like, okay, we're going to go see this band. And we get a phone call on the landline. It was, you know, right, those days. 18 years ago. Pick it up, and Scott, the drummer, is like, why? Why are you guys still at home? I'm like, oh, we're just we're just about to come. He's like, okay. Well, can you bring a guitar? It's like, oh, is there something wrong with Chad's guitar? No, Chad's gone. The band's broken up. Like I'd never seen them. I was looking forward to seeing them. And then he, he's like, bring your guitar and get David to bring down his keyboard. And so we. Wait, we wait, get, wait I must have missed something. Yeah, sorry. So I, before I joined, you weren't the band, in the band. I wasn't in the band. Drummer, your roommate was the drummer. Yeah. And so he called you to see if you were bringing your roommate. No, he was or, just. We were supposed to be coming to the show to, to like show. check out the our roommates' bands thing. But and then, and then they your had, roommate was the one calling you. Yeah. And okay. So he was. He, the band was a duo, and they had broken up. 
many times, I guess, including, <laughs> including okay. that night. Okay. So it's like, he's like, okay, so he bring, you bring you and bring David, bring David's keyboard, your guitar. And uh, yeah, no, Chad's gone. Chad's out of the band. We're, we're broken up. So we're just going to improvise. Uh, I was like, okay. So me and David bring our instruments. <laughs> me and David had been in this noise band together. So we show up. And Scott, the drummer, had recruited several other people. We didn't know this. There was like a nine-string guitarist. There was a guy who was gonna like just play congas or something, and oh, somebody else. And then David on keyboard, me on guitar, and then Scott, who had a, like a headset microphone, just screaming and bellowing about like it was like the just a, a breakup. And he invited a bunch of friends to come over while he ranted about. <laughs> And then there's just like no, chaos. No, he's the drummer. He's the drummer. Okay, but he was drumming and singing about how much he hated Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So technically, the first time I actually played in that band was that night, about two years previous. Yeah, when when <laughs> I didn't expect to be playing in that band, and it was but just. That, a, but so Chad was so the. Fast forward like two years, and I'm Chad was the guitarist. Yeah. And what was the drummer's team? Scott. Scott. And then, but they got back together. They got then, back together. Yeah, they broke up being, several times, apparently. And then. And at some point, they added a bassist, and then they got rid of that bassist. And then I was. Then they asked yeah. you in. I was a difficult, like, middle bassist where I think, you know. <laughs> so shows like that, shows like right. the, 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 that were happening, and then it just didn't work out. And then they got a, another bassist after me who was actually good. And was, was, <laughs> who was like a mind reader? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And then they started playing all the songs that. But Chad didn't want to play when I was part of the band. <laughs> well, do you think it was that he... Do you think he didn't want to play those just because he was tired of those songs and wanted to do something else? I think maybe he was associating it with um, the bassist. Okay. And not wanting to... I'm just guessing also because if that, if that was a band that existed before the bassist joined... Yeah. No, I know. I did. There was, yeah. there was a lot of disconnects logically okay. along the way right which uh, yeah in the end made it like oh I don't know this is, this is. <laughs> and uh, most rehearsals would start uh, they would smoke up and then just rant for a long time like political rants or you know humanity's terrible politics da, da, da. and at a certain point the rehearsal space always made me feel it just gross it was a terrible place and <laughs> and I'm like oh, guys can we get started here we've been yeah. here for like an hour right, <laughs> nothing right. has happened the air is running out in this, in this <laughs> capsule and it's being replaced entirely with mold and smoke can we just get through <laughs> like I don't really know how to play the bass I could use the rehearsal <laughs> right. I could really use some, something else I know the world is teetering on the precipice of total collapse right but um, maybe we could play music and then you guys can talk about that in your free time yeah yeah that's that's that was most rehearsals anyway (laughs) maybe that's why I never play the bass anymore maybe I associate it with moldy smoke filled rooms full of ranting do you still own that headless? I do still own that headless. <laughs> I feel like you need to pull can, that back out. I can give you a good price on it. <laughs> I'm not really in the in the market for a headless base myself, but uh, yeah, it just frees frees you up so yeah. much. You know, like you it's can really swing it back and forth. In the way, yeah. yeah. If you're ever playing clubs where you know, like the you know, you just need that extra little bit of room. 
Right. Yeah. But it, whatever music was happening musically was infinitely unsingable. <laughs> right. It was just a mess. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Like, I hadn't met the, the nine-string guitarist or the... The percussion guy, who I don't think was a percussion guy, I think it was just like a buddy from work. You had some congas. You're like, yeah, definitely get that guy. Actually, you know what? It wasn't even congas. It was Scott had these um, these uh, vacuum kind of canister things. They were like metal canisters, and he would have them as kind of part of his drum kit. To make like clang sounds. Right. Okay. So this guy so just handed those to somebody. He just gave those. Yeah. And then like clang, 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 clang. Oh my god. Yeah. And you never even do this. And you know. <laughs> Turns out after years, years later, they're playing together again. Okay. You gonna awesome. join? I think I'm gonna. I'd like to go see them at some point, but I don't think I'll rejoin. No. I wish them. Well, wow, they're great, great, great guys. But they're I wonder they're pretty about intense. this thing. And I mean, you play improvised music, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, no, ah, not so much. Mixed feelings about it. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why do you ask? Well, I just I used to, uh, I used to study philosophy, and I was a, I was teaching undergrads philosophy, and there was this very common thing where freshmen sophomores would sign up for an intro to philosophy class thinking philosophy is just whatever, whatever you think, you think <laughs> that it was just whatever but isn't your opinion, it man, man? <laughs> right and this this is something I hated this was like my least favorite thing and I, I ended up sort of strategically like planning my first couple of lessons based on making sure I dispel this myth yeah. that philosophy like we're gonna do things in here it's not going to be just whatever you think about whatever. That's not it. And if you think that's it, I'm going to fail you. And you'll have an F on your report card and you won't get into, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like you won't keep your And you can football. think whatever you think about that F. Yeah. But it will still be an F. Right. I, I was really aggressive about it, you know. And I feel like improv is a similar thing where I know that people who take improvisation seriously are very mindful about it and then there's people that I and sometimes non-musicians who just think improvisation is just making up whatever you feel like yeah. as if like just anything goes and there's music like that yeah. I mean it's pretty terrible for the yeah. most part I think but there is improv that's like where there's no thought given whatsoever to what should be or shouldn't be played but I wonder about a band that mostly has like these song structures then being like, how about we'll just improvise? I can't think of times when that's gone well, hmm. or that I've ever witnessed that go well. I feel like yeah. there are bands that do an amazing job improvising, um, and bands that have great songs, and some can do both, but I've never heard of a band that's like really good at songs just deciding one day to improv because they don't have anything else going on, and then it yeah. going well. Yeah, I think, well... That's, I think that's where a lot of those kind of structure-based, uh, like, whether it's graphic scores or, you know, hand signals and stuff, where, it's, you know, it's improv, but it's corralled in some way and sure. focused by something. Like, I actually did a, an improv workshop as part of the Guelph Jazz Festival um, 
or you know you play a festival and they want you to do some things so I got thrown in this kind of improv orchestra and it was all about um, a particular method I wish I had the person's name off the top of my head you might know them there they have this whole language of hand signals and stuff and one of their sort of disciples was was leading this thing and it was a big orchestra some really renowned musicians like Han Bennett was in it and then oh, there was a bunch of other people and then I was over on the side and the guy that was doing it was a guitar player leading it and the first thing he was saying in his little introduction he's like oh yeah you know guitar players always want they always want to play solos and I know that I'm a guitar player you know solo solo solos and I I I never play solos right and yeah and then he started talking about all these like when I do this you could do this and it was like this super elaborate series of like hand gestures like when I do when I pull my hands out like this that means when I, and then when I do this it means capture that thing and if I do that it means like that thing that I told you to capture then you repeat it this number of times and then if I do this it means you, you just play that backwards and then if I do that it means like the person three people away from you has to tell the trombonist to <laughs> turn to the left 45 degree angle it's like you know he started by saying it was like so so easy and then it got harder and harder and we didn't have any preparation time for it so it was just cacophony and I was just trying to kind of stay out of it in a way and I was like mm. and then at one point he got a bassist and a drummer and they were doing like kind of a funky fusion kind of thing and then he was like points to me and he's like solo and I, he probably expected me to start blazing you know because right. <laughs> like, I should be able to do that <laughs> if I'm in this group of pe people. But really, I was not able to do that. I just, you know, play in a band with other players that can could do that. Right. But I'm kind of, I do a different thing within that. Yeah. But yeah, he he points at me and I just start going, bling, 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 bling. <laughs> and then he just, the look on his face is just like, uh, and then he moves on to like, All make right. something else happen. <laughs> other than my like, jamming a butter knife in my guitar while this like this greasy funk thing goes on <laughs> yeah so actually a lot a lot of my worst shows involve improv kind of the intentions behind improv or the expectations that certain people have of it not being understood or conveyed in the way that person intended clearly like which kind of speaks to how much of a gap there is sometimes in what we think we're communicating to people and right. what is being understood by that other person. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, improv can really foreground that, you know, whereas if it's like, oh, it's a pop song and you put, you know, put the kick on the one and the three or the two and the four, it's like right. if it's happening on the one that you don't want it to be happening, it's easily correctable. Right. But something like improv where it's like, oh, I wanted you to, you know, you know, I wanted to have for over the course of 15 internal heartbeats you know think about uh, expressing the thoughts of a passing crow <laughs> on an alternative Wednesday that is you know the color blue it's like, oh you mean like this no <laughs> no okay so that's funny too I feel like because you guys play instrumental music and I feel like this happens to me a lot playing instrumental music where people project whatever meaning they they mm -hmm. feel onto it and sometimes are really insistent that that's what that song yeah. means or what that song is really about or what it really 
does for them mm-hmm. and it's very personal and I, I love that about it but mm-hmm. at the same time sometimes people don't want to own how how individual it is and and think that you're that's what you're doing and you, you may not have any of that in mind yeah or like when some people feel you know it's a piece is dark and you think actually it's very cathartic or it's right open something up and yeah, one of the one of the favorite things that I've had feedback from is a, a, a friend of mine who likes to come see Fauna Tigers, and one of the things he says is just he feels like his synapses are firing, and he thinks about his own right. work, and he's a visual artist, um, and yeah, he, he gets a lot of his own thoughts. So, which I like that, like that that works. It's 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 almost like our thing is opening up his thing rather than right. being a particular thing to either of us. Right. And I've, you know, I'm sure you've had this too where people show up with a a sketchbook or a notebook and mm. certain music kind of gets them in the zone to, yeah. to draw or paint or write mm-hmm. and, and do what they want to do as well and that's cool. But I had somebody at a show this week, someone said that my music sounded, it sounded to her the way she thinks it would actually feel to be truly happy for someone else. Hmm. And okay. I mean, I've never heard that before or never really thought about that with so, regard to my music, but I was curious. I was like, cool, can I ask you some questions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I asked her, I was like, I'm going to guess, have you gone through a breakup recently? Mm. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> she's like, I mean, not exactly, but maybe thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And in an open relationship, spent a lot of time not sure if she actually wanted to have that relationship be open. Now thinks she does, but thinks it might make sense to do that with someone else and not right. with this person. And still figuring it out. Yeah. But that feeling of actually being stoked that somebody else is having a good time and not just resenting them for it, yeah. I guess she associated. Which all I could think mm-hmm. is that if this music sort of like put her, again, like, enough in herself that she was alone with her mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings there that that's what she dwelled upon which yeah. makes sense to me but I've never hmm, I've never thought that my music expressed that specifically yeah. <laughs> like it's a very <laughs> yeah. specific yeah, thing that is a pretty specific yeah. thing yeah that is a very specific thing which is fantastic I mean I think that's that's great if music puts you enough like yeah shuffles the deck of your mind and feelings for a little bit and makes you look at it a little different that's great um but yeah i would have just never guessed that i wouldn't own that i wouldn't say that that i did that to somebody i would say like i provided a space where you got to do that for yourself you know yeah was there um i know you said at one point you had another story to come into Mm, was that something you already got into or no no Oh. Yeah, the other one is kind of like the other, the other track that my, you know, I, th- I thought on the one hand about performance things and and miscommunications and stuff like that, a lot of which would be around improv. Then the other side of it was, like, I've had a couple, of few situations where I I play music with people that um, end up their drug or alcohol use kind of becomes problematic to the point yeah. where you can't continue playing with them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've had a couple of 
situations like that, and that's why I kind of want to be a little sensitive about it because, for for one, one of them, um, well, one of them ended up becoming sober after a pretty bad night. To, yeah. You know, well, there was a few, there was a couple intervals over the many years that I've, I've known him. I joined a band because I, I, I really liked his, his playing, but it ended up being kind of a pop band that we were side people in, but we were playing this rap party for a movie, and at one point he took some, like a celery stick from the thing, and the staff were annoyed that like the band, which was kind of like the help, was, was eating from the thing, okay. and then... And then it ended up like my friend guitarist threw a bottle at the wall and stormed out. Shit. Okay. The staff stormed out after him. Wait, wait, because they had reprimanded him about eating the celery? Yeah, yeah. He thought that was not right because it was a little dehumanizing to be like, you can't eat the things. You're, you know, right. Whatever. You're the help. Right. Yeah. And then he stormed out at the back and um, into the van. And then all a bunch of the staff went out after them and one of them was like holding the door closed so I couldn't get out and I was like okay I'm gonna call the cops if you don't open the door right now and then I guess it, it, there was a fracas in the back but it kind of settled down and then um, I went out like 15 minutes later loaded all the gear and we got in the van and about to leave and he's like oh I just want to sit here for a minute and I was like oh we should probably just just go you know like it was a pretty heavy scene back there yeah and then the doors open and like 12 guys come out and then they circle around the van and I'm like okay let's get out of here but then they start the van is kind of parked up against the wall so the one guy braces himself against the wall and starts like smashing the front of the van out wait wait okay I'm curious <laughs> okay so know, yeah the, the, it was for a a movie yeah like a so party, it was like and there was at, there were it was at this hors d'oeuvres yeah and then your dude ate some of the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. And then the staff was so angry about this. I'm just curious, not that it makes a huge difference, but did someone, like, come up and tell him on stage, like... No, or, it was after this... Uh, like, had you already played? It was... So, the... Let's see. If I remember this a long time ago. Um, the Like, the celery or, you know, red pepper spear um, thing was before before doors opened, I guess that was maybe part of it, that it was messing up the, the presentation or whatever. So we hadn't even played, the doors hadn't even opened. Okay. And then later, I think, the head manager guy there came up to him and said, you know, your band's really disrespectful and like kind of chewed him out about something that happened three hours before. Right. Um, but you guys had already played at that point. Yeah. And like the, the party. Like yeah. Pretty much over. And, okay. And we were like, about to load out and then then this okay yeah so these guys are smashing up the van and the one guy's like wanting to fight and like the like, original manager dude or some other guy yeah the manager dude okay once but fight. he's also got like all the security staff it was like a pretty big venue so okay so they went and got the security staff and the kitchen staff um i i guess i'm more surprised about the kitchen staff because i feel like oh they were all in i felt like there was like Deeper levels of, of involvement. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it was a family mentality to, okay. throughout the, the. But did you feel like was there anything that your dude did like besides the original celery thing? Well, when he threw the bottle at the back of the wall. Right. Okay. Sorry. Which Forgot. wasn't towards anybody. Right. It was 
quite away from everybody. Um, okay, right. So I'm, I forgot about that for a second. I was yeah. still like, we why they're fighting him over the celery? Like, <laughs> yeah. Fighting him about the bottle. It started about the celery, and right. then there was the bottle. And he uh, threw the bottle when he felt disrespected. Yeah. That he, this guy came and chewed him out over yeah. some bullshit. Some, yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyway, so we're back now. Van, the, the manager's like wanting to fight. He's, and the, the guy that I was with in the band he was like I'll fight you but I'm not going to fight 13 guys and I'm like let's just get out of here like anyway so they're smashing 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 are you so in the driver's seat I'm in the, no I'm in the passenger okay. seat okay this guy is in the driver's seat yeah and so then he turns on the van and revs it and then like all the staff is like scattering around and, I'm like, and they scatter and, and I'm like okay let's get out of here and then he starts like trying driving at some of them and they're like jumping onto the the stairwells and stuff and <laughs> and then I'm and like reversing and like trying to like like trying to ram them I guess and then and then finally I was like just get out of here and my drums are like flying around in the back and amps are flying everywhere and um and we finally start driving like drive out the back alley and onto the main road and get about half a block and I'm like oh my god that was intense he's like yeah it was crazy hang on a second he stops like basically in the middle of traffic right gets out and goes back and I was like what are you doing get back here don't go there and I'm how far away are you now half a block away okay yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) man and so I'm trying to remember exactly I think the van was still running but he took the keys. It's like an old Volkswagen. Yeah, some Is old that... vans you can do that. Yeah, yeah, you can pull. It's if it's on, it'll stay on. Yeah, um, I I didn't have a driver's license and I didn't really know how to drive, especially the super wonky old VW that right. I was like. But you know all the gears in the van, and then he's on his way back, and I'm waiting, and I'm like, well, what should I do? I can't just leave this car like in the middle of. Thing. all the stuff is in there we're basically in a lane of traffic just stopped and but he's going back to fight this guy yeah he's going and so I guess what he did is he went up the front and it was a multi kind of level well the place was on, a, on an upper level and so there was like a stairwell up that had these grand sort of potting plants that were like four feet wide like big pots okay and he was toppling them off the uh, the decks okay. as he went up the stairs and they were like, smashing on the towards corner. anybody. No, or just, just no, to just break to... them, just like fuck this place. Yeah. Okay. And then. Okay, so he goes back I'm... to do that, not to go fight the thirteen guys. Yeah, he goes back, I guess, to do something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if he was like, hmm. I, I seem to recall there were some, you know, terracotta pots that I could. <laughs> no, I don't think he was really. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah. I just need half a block of driving so I can really formulate. Yeah, I've got a plan now. <laughs> no, I don't think that was it. <laughs> So then I'm, uh, so I finally is like, okay, I, I guess I'm gonna leave this car. I can't, I couldn't lock the doors. I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, so I'm gonna leave it and go back, go see what's up. And as I'm approaching, I see him falling into the street. And this guy in like a chef's jacket with a big metal pipe, like a huge metal pipe, four feet long. I have no idea where it came from. Okay. From a distance, I thought he had like a street sign, and was just like. Pummeling him into the middle Wait, of the street. Who's pummeling who? The, one of the cooks, I guess. Is pummeling, pummeling your buddy. Yeah. Okay. And so now he's like, <laughs> like in the middle of Broadway, in this like combat with this guy with a huge metal pipe. 
And oh, then okay. all the other staff were coming at that point. And then finally the police were arriving. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was kind of a, a nightmare. Um, and then he said that I was driving okay. uh, to the police, but I wasn't driving because I didn't have a driver's license. Right. Um, but I guess he had been drinking. Right. So he didn't want to say that he was driving. Right. And in the end, we just left. Like, there was this whole melee and fracas and whatever other kind of specified word you want to use. It okay. was just... So, like, no one got charged, nobody got taken into no. custody or anything. No. Which um. is kind of crazy, because the van was, like, clearly had been messed up by all this, the, the two big guys, like, kicking in the entire front of it. Like, yeah. the lights, the grill, everything. Right. You know, my friend had been pummeled with a metal rod right. in the middle of Broadway. Right. And there was all this, you know, t- terracotta apocalypse. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a, a terracotta apocalypse? No, it doesn't quite work. Um, so, anyway, that was the first time I stopped playing with him. Now, he and was then a just... a few years later... Did you know more. he was drunk? Like, was he drunk the whole night, or was I, it... I, I don't think I was as... Alive to the realities of it. Because uh, I'm this way. I feel like I do this all the time. I just don't have a good sense sometimes. And yeah. then something happens. And I'm like, oh, this person's really fucked up. I didn't yeah. didn't know that that's what was happening. Yeah. And he did go through a hard hard time uh, after that. and um, But still would kind of go back to, to that. Anyway, so many years later, he had, you know, he had gone to like a Buddhist... Uh, temple in California for a while. Right. He had gone to rehab, I think. Okay. And, and in another part of, like, part of BC or something. And then he was pulling it together and then wanted to do kind of more song-based stuff. Like, we were side people in that band, and then we did some, uh, he would send me tapes and stuff. And, and then we put together a little band and uh, an, an album that I'm really proud of. But then, as it was being released, he was kind of going back into that that zone and uh, one night the night of our album release um, he got pretty drunk and then he, he yeah it was just kind of spiraled out of control and then kind of got a little physical and, and he was like with you? yeah okay and that was like you know what no I'm out I'm done yeah um and so, you know, he sent me a lot of messages of apologizing and, and, and stuff, and I was like, you know, I can't do this. But it was, it was really upsetting, like really, really upsetting. And, you know, because we'd put a lot of work into that thing, and I was proud of it, and then he kind of had framed it in a, in a way that was, was baffling to me. Like, the things that he was, he thought of as maybe trying to steal credit for things and... Um, and things like that, and I was like, well, you know, just, you know, we're putting this record together, together, it's things that have to happen, things that are done, I'm doing these things, which you don't do, so I'm doing them, and, you know, not, there's no money, so it's not like, I'm, you know, right. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, in, in his mind, I think, paranoid, yeah, about, yeah, but do you feel like, and I guess this is another question about substance abuse, but like, when this person wasn't, drinking a bunch did you feel like was it a whole 
Was he a very different person? Yeah, like... he was a very different person. Okay. Um, and really loved the guy. And also, like, yeah, he had a certain, like, moral... Like, the things... There was a few times over the years that I'm, like, I'm not going to list all of them, but where he would have, like, a kind of a temper thing or... But it, it, it always, it strangely, was kind of for just reasons, for from a moral compass kind right. of perspective. Okay. For the most part. Um, but then t- toward when it got, when he was getting like maybe too deep into it, it, it was just kind of a bit blurry. Anyway, so on a positive note, that was like seven years ago, uh, or maybe eight years ago, almost to this day. Um, and that kind of changed something in him, I think, and he, he doesn't drink anymore. Okay. Yeah. And actually a year ago we put out the album that we had recorded eight years ago. Oh wow. That got like shelved because of that incident. Um and uh yeah, we played a show and you know, he's been sober for I guess eight years since that right. Since that day. Wow. And, you know, he's a very caring sensitive person visual artist great songwriter like yeah thinker you know you know he, he got a lot of bad patterns yeah 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 I mean that's great that he got that he got out of it mm-hmm. I mean was that it was it just like having that moment of like I, I mean I don't know um, if that's a rock bottom but that seems like a kind of one of those situations where maybe things are so bad you realize oh shit I need to yeah life. yeah I mean there might have been a few other things around that time as well and um so I can't you know you'd have to ask him about all of them but um he also had recently started seeing someone that he's still seeing to this day so I think maybe maybe it was a combination of of hitting a certain low point but then also maybe having a someone that could help be there as he you know goes to a a better place Um, right so I don't know I mean it's a I think it's probably a, a complex, more complex sure. math than, than that. But I, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's good. That that's that's a positive thing. So then I'm, I have another situation that I, uh, a guy that I started playing with, um, who's quite a drinker, and we had a band for a while, and things were going well, and then towards the end, it was just getting really problematic, and he would just kind of be, start becoming a real mean drunk. Yeah, and then he would be drunk before shows even started, and um, there was one night where we played the show, which none of the rest of the band wanted to play, but he really wanted to do it. And it was at this bar that we didn't like, but he had been going there, and I think he said we would do it, even though the rest of us said we wouldn't. And then right. anyway, we finally agreed after a lot of pestering. And when I showed up, he was completely hammered, and um, yeah. And the show just was a train wreck right off the top. Like, I, I gave certain conditions. I was like, I, I'm only going to show up 20 minutes before the set. There needs to be a drum kit there. I'm not bringing any gear. <laughs> um, you know, because it wasn't paying anything, and it wasn't a situation. None of us wanted to do it. So we are like, we'll do this favor if, if these conditions... And there has to be a set list. Right. Because for a while, he had just been turning around, like, two songs in, and being like, what else do we have? What's going on? Right. Like, angry at us that we don't know what the next song is, but it's like, well, there's no set list. And How many people like, in the band? Four. Yeah. And it's like, 
okay, we could play this one. He's like, no, no, we'll play that. So anyway, that was happening a lot. So I was like, there has to be a set list. Yeah. There was no set list. Right. And so we started with like whatever his new favorite song was. Um, and then we played another song. And then for the third song, which he was like, play Straight Line. I'm like, we, we just played that one. <laughs> three and a half minute songs, four minute songs. Right. You know. And that we're three songs. We're about to start the third song. He's calling the first song again. And I'm like, <laughs> no. And, and then, uh, yeah. Shit. And then there's like a couple people sort of dancing. So we're playing, and and then there's the singer. I'll call him the singer because he used to play guitar and sing, and then he just stopped bringing his guitar. Okay. He just it was an inconvenience for him, I guess. So he. Okay. became just a singer. Was there so, another guitarist in the band? Yeah, there was a guitarist. Okay. There was a lead guitarist, and he was like the rhythm guitarist. So anyway, now there's just no rhythm guitarist. just lead guitarist, right. which is fine, whatever. It's, it wasn't a huge deal, except the fact that it let him rove about a little more. <laughs> which, <laughs> like, yeah, that guitar is actually kind of a tethering device yeah, for you. That's, we, we want you to have that. Yeah. It keeps you where you need to be. So this, this couple had started dancing, even though we weren't, I don't know, we were weren't playing that well. It's only a couple songs, and they were probably just, oh, there's music, we're dancing. They were probably hammering themselves. But it's clearly a couple, like, clearly a couple. And then our singer, he just starts kind of, like, trying to dance with the woman. Oh, my and God. It's, like, there's, there's, I don't think any person on earth that would would be like, oh, maybe they're, those two aren't together. Maybe, maybe it's I'll, brother you know, and sister. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> They just happen to be nearby. They're just strangers. They, they're unrelated. Uh, yeah, so he's forgetting to come in with the, the lyrics. Uh, right. And then he's singing off key, which was very rare. He's, he actually has a really good pitch. Um, so he's singing off key, and he's forgetting the lyrics. He's macking on... <laughs> like, <laughs> and he just like, start, starts wandering off. There was no... like. Stage, it was just kind of a band area, sure. kind of in the corner. <laughs> there is a grill, uh, like kind of separation between the band area and the kitchen. So, like, I'm, I'm playing drums in this thing, and there's like a deep fire just on the other side. It was, I just couldn't stand this place. Um, yeah, and so we get to that point, yeah, he's wandering off. We don't play that song. Like, I actually have to say, I'm like, no, we just played that. He's like, play it. Uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's getting all like, the song mean you played first. and demon. Yeah, the song we played first. And this he is like, third three. Yeah. And I'm like, nope. And, and he's like, go on, play it, do it. <laughs> and then I'm like, no. And then he looks to the bass player and is like, start it. Because it actually does start with bass. And, and he starts playing the, playing the bass and kind of looking at me like, sorry, but I'm starting to play it. I'm like, you guys can do like bass and vocals version of this. I'm not playing. I, I'm not playing a song that we just played eight <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> right. So, so it's kind of a standoff. And wait, I'm like, wait, wait. So did the wandering happen during the second song? I think the wandering happened during the second song. Okay. Oh, and also Rob, who you met the, the other, and you met before, but Rob had come down to like just see support it. He had already gone it. His and at the it was the end of the of his tether with him for a long time, but he was like, oh, "I'll come down and see what this is all about." Yeah. So he's having a beer and sitting there, and the guitarist, the lead guitarist, is like doing a s- solo, and the singer comes over to Rob and is like, "Yeah, screw you," or something. He's just like cussing him out, like, right? Wow. <laughs> Rob's like, 
Okay. Uh, like, did they did they have beef? Was there some? No, I think I think you it's said just, that Rob was already at the end of his tether. With, yeah, like, just because guy, but... you know, just his antics and his like, okay. you know, there was a couple times that we took his keys away and stuff like that. And, okay. Uh, yeah. The singer would sometimes get to a place where he just thought like people were being like, I don't know, like thinking they were better than him or something. You know, a lot of a lot of deep seated personal issues or something would right. come out when the and it would just be put on to whoever. Right, right. And Rob was in the front row, so it was like, so Rob's like, okay, well, I guess I'll leave. And, you know, right. so he's like dr- driving people out who were there to see it. He's breaking up trying to break up couples like in on stage and then wandering over and then so then he's forgetting so we do this other song third instead of that one and uh and he's missing cues and so i had a mic and i had to start singing because he was just awol but he wandered off and he's like getting some a beer with somebody like we're playing he's he's like 20 feet over there like get like having a beer like pouring some beer into a, p- a pitcher like from somebody's table or something and then like i'm taking their beer yeah maybe he knew them or maybe not or okay. i don't know and so then i'm because i'm the only other one with the mic and so i'm like impersonating him kind of <laughs> okay <laughs> i actually awesome. did a fairly good impersonation okay. <laughs> and i'm singing but i'm not a great singer but i i can I could apparently I can sing if I'm impersonating someone. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> so I'm doing that, and then uh, two more songs pass by, and he asks for. He, then he turns around and calls the third song again, or the first one that would. So anyway, one of the ones that we had, we're five songs in now, right? And or six maybe at most, and he calls that replacement third song again like when he when he comes back to the stage at this point yeah yeah he was kind of like he was pretty free range at that point so at times he would be around and I wouldn't have to impersonate him at times he'd be roving but you'd done a couple of songs now lyrics like where you were singing yeah okay (laughs) which he does not remember (laughs) we talked about it afterwards he he does not remember not singing maybe he was just Yeah, not remembering things when your blotto is not uh, common. But while you're singing, does he? Did he seem to mind or care? No, he did not seem to care. He was just doing his own thing. He had other shit to deal with. Yeah. Besides singing in the band. So at two points in this show, I was like that first time that I was talking about where I'm like, no, I'm not playing that. And then I started, you know, taking my cymbals off the because I did bring my cymbals and sticks, you know. So I'm like taking my cymbals off and I'm like. I'm out like I was like oh no okay okay let's we'll do another one we'll do a different one it's like okay alright and you know I agreed to be there I try to do the things that I say I'm going to sure. do so I'm like persevering and then I'm like, it's just getting so hard and the guitarist is like just sort of shrinking into the corner as well it was just so embarrassing and then and then uh, it happened again like a few songs later where I don't know he was just being impossible and calling the same songs again and like snarling at me and stuff and I'm like I'm out like taking my cymbals off again and I was like oh so we get through a very truncated set where you know eight or nine songs or something yeah and then he just he disappeared uh, me and the guitarist went to the bar like the side area just to sit and be like well like just let it like try to put our heads together about what just happened there and then the bartender's like 
Oh yeah, uh, I got your uh, got your tab here. Uh, you guys owe X number of dollars. Oh Jesus! The singer had been there like drinking all day okay. and left without paying his bill. Which the bartender now wanted you to pay. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so it was like, oh, what what else tonight? What, you know, <laughs> like it, we were just oh, okay, whatever. I just felt so, I felt so drained and, and like, I felt violated and just, ugh. and the guitarist felt, seemed to feel the same way. We were just kind of in shock at, at how kind of degrading the whole event was in this, at the show that we both didn't want to play at and that we both had to take nights off of work to do. <laughs> and, and then we're like getting snarled and yelled at and then we have to pay his bar tab. It was like, wow, this is like a perfect... <laughs> right. You know? Now, that's a, that's a different guy. That's a different guy, yeah. And had you been playing in that band for very long, or was it like... Yeah, like four years. Had that kind of thing been... It, it sounds been, like that's the, maybe the ri- shittiest, yeah, but it yeah, had been, been kind of that. rising up. Okay. Um, there was another thing, like kind of around the same time we actually did here, which was like a kind of a video shoot slash party... Um, that ended, but it was great, 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 and then terrible. And, okay. you know, he ended up, like, yelling and screaming and swearing at us, and which he doesn't, also doesn't remember, or says he doesn't remember, I, I don't know. So, it just got to that point where it was really fun band playing, like, it was yeah. fun music. It wasn't the kind of music I've ever played before, it was, like, pop, rock, kind of fun stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, this is a fun thing to do, like, yeah. and then it was really not fun at all, like, it was horrible and like psychically damaging every time and um for fun music it was not, not fun there was another show actually with them with him and we were in Banff and uh there was a show and then there was drinks afterwards and then going back to the hotel and uh he, he tried to like, get into there's a couple parties going on in the hotel rooms and he tried to like get into one of them and got kicked out and I was like just go to bed we gotta get up and drive like 12 hours tomorrow okay and then he tried to get into another party and there was just a group of like young Australian guys and like two women and 19 Australian guys and like within five seconds they were just like get out like I don't know what was said or if it was just like his vibe coming in right. and, I, and and they just wanted to kill him like all. so I dragged him back to his room and I was like go to bed get you know, and he's like, I gotta get him down, put him on the bed, like, just go to sleep. And he's like, trying to get up. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back there and party. And he's like, no, they don't want you there. Like, they, they're having their own party. It's their party. No, I'm going back there. Let's get a beer. Come on. He's like, no, like, those, those people don't want you there. Why not? Why not? Like, they, they want to, like, he's like, well, I'm gonna go fight them then. And, and I, like, I knew that would go really, really badly. So, right. like, I kind of like pushed him down on the bed, like, stay in the bed. But, Go to bed. I need to. I was looking for it. I had my own room by some glitch of the thing. I was like, I want to just go to bed. <laughs> right. And, I'm like, and then I, finally, I was like, Man, if you don't lie down, and go to bed. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock you out. Because otherwise, this, you're gonna get murdered by 19 Australian, like 20 year olds down the hall. Like, yeah. They, they wanted to kill him. I don't know why. Like for two seconds in, they were just like, <laughs> so I, I was like, seriously, stay down. And I'm not like a violent person in any way. Yeah. Uh, and I, it was just kind of like a, like a, hoping that he 
wouldn't call your bluff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm serious, man. I'll knock you out. Please, yeah. please do not call me on this. Please yeah, do not yeah. make me prove it. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to like call upon like generations of like hard men from Belfast. And stuff, yeah. You know, right? and, and, then, and, was, and then finally he's like trying to get up again. And I was like, okay. And I went in and I like did some like pinch on his kind of neck, like some kind of like Vulcan. Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And honestly, and he he knocked. I knocked him out. But I don't even. I don't even know if I actually knocked him out. That's so. He just. He just. Zonked, you I think like I, I think it was neck. just like that was maybe the last bit of energy that he had, and just he's anything. Like, he's like, "Oh, he knocked me out! Damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> maybe some like part in the back of his brain was being like, "Okay, here's our, here's our out." We like, really oh. need to to not go anywhere and get our ass kicked, yeah. but we also can't not give it our all. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tried, but he knocked me out. Damn yeah, it! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Then you know he he falls back on the bed, and then he's like. I'm like, oh, okay, like, did I just kill him or something? <laughs> like, he's not just, like, he laid down, but he's, like, out? Like, he's unconscious? Completely unconscious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. And so, yeah, he was just like, oh, oh, boom. Yeah. Smash on the bed. And so, like, I waited for a couple minutes, and then, like, Okay. Then he started like, snoring. Okay, he's breathing. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay. I go upstairs, go into my room, and I'm like, ugh, kind of all like shook from this whole thing. But the one upside of that is, from there on out, you know, he was worried about me using what we came to call the maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's like in the van going, don't fuck with Steven, man. He'll pull that maneuver on you. Yeah. So if he was ever getting kind of like out of, out of line or something, it was like, maneuver. And it, it actually worked quite well to, to kind of tamp him down for a while. Uh, the maneuver. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it was kind of, you know, those are, those are things that are funny, but they're also like kind of crappy to deal with. But... He's been sending me messages the last little bit. He's been trying to go uh, go sober, so okay. we'll see how that goes. So did you stop playing with him because of after that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. There was just like it had been building up. There was a lot of incidents, and then that was like, now the bar thing where you ended up paying uh, his tab. How much time was between that and the Banff thing? Oh, the Banff thing was prior. The, oh, okay. The Banff thing was a couple months before. Okay. Maybe, maybe three months before. So the. The bar tab was the straw that broke. No, 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 not so much the bar tab, just the whole experience. But I, what I mean is like, but that night. That night, yeah, yeah. Was the last, we're like, okay, fuck, this is too yeah. much. It's... So, yeah, that's why, like, when you asked me about this, this yeah. podcast, I was like, oh, that's like, it calls up so many things, you know, it sure. calls up, like, funny times and, you know, difficult times. Sometimes they're right up against, sometimes they're the same time with just a different perspective, like I've wondered at times, do I gravitate sometimes towards these impossible situations or situations that are fraught with a lot of negative potential because it's easier to deal with, to to be distracted by trying to deal with someone else's things rather than like just doing the, the slow hard work of dealing with your own things, you know, sure. which has less just easy distractions to it and it's a bit, yeah. Uh, I think I'll
Thanks to our listeners. Uh, we'll uh, see you next time. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the pledges of Dawana Fryman, Meg Roberts, and Christina Amador-Perez. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worstshowever.